0: Here we are, episode two of the Bench Buddies podcast. This is Greg. And this is Kalei. How's it going, everybody? We're here. We're excited. Uh, our first episode went pretty well, and we got a lot of people that tuned in and liked us on Instagram and uh, and Twitter, and so we're excited that we're here to do round two. Round two is going to be exciting. We have a really special guest here today. Who we got today? Uh, we got Scott Allison. He's on the bench right now. We'll bring him up a little bit later. Good call. Good call. So he's going to be talking a little bit about um, hiking and, and giving us some goodies on on how to be prepared. But before we get to that, I just wanted to kind of recap our last episode. And our last episode, we talked a lot about where the bench buddies came from. Now, was there anything from last episode that really resonated with you, Clay?
1: Yeah, I liked how we just gave a little sample about what the Bench Buddies was, how we came to met, meet in high school, uh, who who a little bit of our friends were, who the OG Bench Buddies are. The OGs! And, and what the Bench Buddies, you know, how, how it started, how we, how we did sit behind people, whether we think we deserve to play behind them or not, but just knowing that there's stories like that all the time, every day, day in and day out. And that it's going to resonate with people because everybody has some sort of bench buddy story. I think Scott even said he had a bench buddy story based on his hiking.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. But you know what, Clay, one of my favorite things about this podcast is? What's that, buddy? Drinking beers with our buddies. That's right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So I'm excited. We're going into episode 2. We have a few more stories for you about where this came from and and some of the, the shenanigans we got into. I uh, remember that time we were we were on the bench clay and uh I think we were getting we were getting slaughtered by another team and we were surprised we weren't going in, but hey, why are we surprised with the bench buddies? That's what we do. But we were talking about nuclear submarines for some reason. Do you re- remember that story?
1: Yeah, I do actually. I remember all these dumb little shenanigans stories. We were playing Tori Pines And we were just getting schlacked. Their their catcher was going full ride to San Diego State. He put three home runs off of our good friend Nadong. And I just remember we we got into nuclear submarines. That was the topic of the day. Uh, A few of us nerds were talking about what happened if the Germans were not the only ones with nuclear submarines. And it, it just kept going from there. It got a little out of hand. And I think we were getting slaughtered so bad. Coach tuned in and was like, "What are you guys? What are what are you idiots talking about over there?" And that was the normal corner where we would all sit.
0: That was the first time he talked to us all game, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we would, he would tell us that we sat the be- we were going to sit the bench, and then the next thing was telling us to be quiet when we were talking about everything but the game. Hey, get your heads in the game.
0: Hey, hey, get your heads out of your asses. So, I mean, we have countless stories of, of our shenanigans on the bench, and uh, <laughs> I remember this other time, too, that – our buddy Zach was sitting in the corner, and uh, should I tell this story?
1: Yeah. Do you remember the story? He, uh, he was sitting at the uh, up in Ramona. He was sitting up in Ramona, and we look over at Zach, and Zach's giggling. He's giggling to himself, and he's wearing his nice windbreaker, right? He's jersey's nice and clean, and he's sitting there giggling, leaning over into his catcher's mitt. And I walk up to like go share some seeds, but also see what he was doing. And I look in, and he's got this giant old playstation portable it was an old gaming system and he had it in his catcher's mitt and he was just jamming on some game and i was like in the middle of a game another game we could have been in it i don't know i don't recall actually i don't care and he just was in it and that's that's what the bench buddies did we had nothing better to do but play games talk about anything and everything because we didn't have to be in the game
0: i think the first red flag to anybody looking at him in the corner would be that he had a catcher's mitt in his lap and he's not a catcher yeah, it's never caught. I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyways, we had uh, we had some good times, and he uh, he won a lot of levels on his on his game. He got pretty excited over there. But one of the things that I remember is uh, it was after a game, and we we were sitting there on the bench, and we were talking about what we could do after the game because we had the night free. We didn't have anything going on the next day, you know, other than school, but no major tests or anything, and. So, Isaac Clay, what do
1: you think we should do? And uh, whatever it was that we generally come up with, we'd coin the phrase Mischief Mondays. And so every Monday after practice, we would say that we're going to one of our other friends' houses. And we'd just all congregate at one person's house. And we would do dumb stuff, mostly in my car. Uh, I was usually the evil genius behind most of this stuff. And we would go. Um, Mondays for some houses were the night before trash day. And we'd go and just blow over their trash cans in my Jeep. And it wasn't affecting the Jeep. It was like a tank. And things would just go flying everywhere. We would load paintball guns and just go shooting by, shooting by places. Uh, we'd call a friend. They'd come out of their house and we'd light them up in front of their house. Uh, we'd go to houses that were for sale and take a bunch of signs and then throw them in the back. What that did to anybody, I don't know. But it was just fun. It felt good to be bad.
0: We, we, We weren't typically bad, so it did kind of feel nice to do a little... A little mischiefing. But uh, you know, if our parents are listening
1: to this, they they now know all our secrets. Yeah, I usually got caught. I called I called myself the wild card, but I always usually got caught and had to say sorry.
0: Well, it's
1: not the end of the world. But these are the types of activities and
0: and things that we would do just to just to be entertained and and stay entertained and do just just things out of the ordinary, and some of the things that we used to do we, we would go on, uh, we'd go on fun little hikes here and there, and I remember there was an area back in the San Pasqual Valley uh, that we used to go back and hike in and um, I think I remember doing a, a Tory Pines hike with you one time as well
1: yeah, we did we did those little those little hikes like around Lake Hodges, we used to hike Bono Mountain, that was the house behind Eagle Crest bef- right next to Safari Park. Um, and Torrey Pines. But, you know, in regards to hikes, these were they were fun, but they were maybe quick couple hours or less. Like maybe we had a backpack, but we literally packed way too much. Like we could have packed a sandwich and a water bottle and we would have been fine. But we dressed up in our fatigues. We had our backpacks on with the giant one-gallon camelback. We thought we were going on a military hike and kissing our mommas goodbye. And, and one day I think we finally, finally clicked that uh, you wanted to do the real thing. And I, not the toy Calais hike that I always provided, which was fine to me because I just did it for fun and, you know, and so eventually I think you started getting into what you wanted to do, like buying that product and buying that pack and the overnight gear. Um, And I think that's where your love for hiking took on.
0: And I don't think that that's true. They weren't toy hikes. It was just, you know, I wanted to go to the next level and you were happy with it. And that's not a problem, right? I mean, we had fun, but... Like I said, I I did and I I went over and I you know, bought my gear, bought a few things, and uh actually got my first taste of hiking and uh kind of these outdoor adventures when I went to San Diego State. Um I was part of a program at San Diego State called Aztec Adventures, which was an outdoor adventure program that would take people out on backpacking trips and car camping trips. Uh, canoeing trips, kayaking trips, you name it, rock climbing trips. We did it all. And I became uh, a lead on one of those, on some of those adventures. And I got to take people to like Yosemite National Park and Joshua Tree and, and a few other places, uh, canoeing up the uh, Colorado River to the Hoover Dam. So many fun activities, but that I think kind of was the transition that got me really excited about more and more of these overnight longer backpacking trips and stuff. So I scored a few pieces of gear from garage sales or little sales that they had at on campus from their gear bin. And that kind of started my collection. And from there, I went over to like REI and got a few more things. But, you know, I really started catching the bug for this stuff at that point. And we have a guest on our show that caught the bug a long time ago and is an avid hiker, very, very well-versed in the outdoors. Uh, Scott Allison, we're going to bring him off the bench right now to to come into the podcast. Scott, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. It's great to be here. Yeah, why don't you tell our uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, so I've been backpacking for about six years now. It started out, uh, my brother and I, uh, he lives in L.A. I'm in San Diego. Uh, We just wanted to do some backpacking and something a little bit more than going to the local campground and setting up shop for the for the night Uh, so we started out just doing quick little overnights built up our gear just like you Greg and slowly worked our way up to something a little bit more some like multi-day trips or longer trails
0: nice so what was the first kind of overnight adventure you and your brother went on
2: so the first overnight adventure I went on was to this place called Valley Forge. It's uh, about a two-mile hike up in the San Gabriel Mountains, and I loaded my pack up with all this nonsense, stuff I didn't need, a baked potato, like I put a, a russet potato in my pack, and a can of <laughs> Dintymore beef stew. All this stuff that I'm sure you ultralighter uh, backpackers out there are just cringing at right now, but it I, I didn't eat the stew. I didn't eat the potato, but I was carrying around probably an extra five pounds and pots and pans to boot
0: for for no reason at all. You were ready for an apocalyptic adventure out there, weren't you?
2: I was ready for whatever (laughs) whatever was thrown at me. I didn't know what to expect, and it was a nightmare. Uh, But we really enjoyed uh, getting back to town and grabbing that first burger and beer.
0: So you you were one of those unprepared hikers you didn't really have an expert teaching you the showing you the ropes and stuff you just kind of figured it out on your own with research and stuff yeah trial by fire trial by fire so recently you were just telling me about a trip you went on and actually you invited me and i was not able to go and i kicked myself every day for it but can you tell us a little bit about your uh, recent adventure and where you went
2: Oh, so you want to know about it now.
0: I want... Well, I want to to know all about it, yeah. (laughs) Well, so... I don't want to know, but I I, I do want to know.
2: So, once I started backpacking, I got this idea of hiking the tallest mountain in the contiguous United States. That is Mount Whitney, which sits at 14,500 feet above sea level. Uh, It's located in California in the Sierra Nevada mountains, and... Compared to other 14ers in Colorado and California, it's just a couple hundred feet taller, but it's a destination for sure. Um, It's one of the most traveled peaks in the Sierra Nevadas. 84,000 people applied for a permit to hike Mount Whitney uh, this year, and only 34% were granted their permits. So it's a tough lottery system, uh, but we found a way around that and so six months ago we started seriously planning for this trip uh, we found a way around the lottery system where you start in onion valley and if you're uh, unfamiliar with that that's independence california it's a uh, maybe just about 50 miles north of mount whitney and 10 miles west of the road of the the main highway that cuts through that area you just start from there over four days the next four or five days you hike south and 45 miles later, you're on the top of Mount Whitney.
1: So they call you the Backside Bandits now.
2: Uh, that's a great trail name. I would love that. But yeah, a little bit of the Backside Bandit there. So you got to really uh, appreciate the overnight trip in order to, to be able to do this. Most people do the up and back to Mount Whitney in one day. It's 22 miles, 6,000 feet of elevation gain in one day. That that's a, lot. a tough trip.
0: That's incredible.
2: So we decided to spread that out over five days and we're really glad we did it was an easy hike for the most part compared to what normal people go through and we really enjoyed ourselves
0: so how many miles were you doing each day it was
2: about 10 miles a day
0: wow and did you experience any inclement weather what was the what was the experience like that yeah so normally you, you you would expect like
2: sunny blue skies i mean we're in california after all it doesn't rain a lot here but a storm happened to hit uh Stuck around for three or four days. Every morning was clear, and then afternoon, clouds rolled in. Hail, lightning, wind, rain. It was cold. It was miserable. Uh, We did not want to experience that again. Uh, We were prepared for it, so we were were safe and comfortable for
0: the most part, but we were ready to get out of there. So if you had to go back and... and... (laughs) rewind a little bit back to when you and your brother first started hiking do you think you would have been prepared for that
2: uh no i think we were as prepared as we could be that day uh, or for those three days that it was raining um definitely not something you want to put yourself in the middle of but you know when you're up there in the mountains and you're looking at these beautiful vistas and you hear uh, thunder crash and echo uh on the mountainside it's really kind of something special
1: yeah, you know I sense that you kind of bummed that you didn't make it to the top, but I also think you realize there there's something bigger here.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we did not make it to the top because of the weather. Um, it when you're climbing Mount Whitney, there are signs that say don't proceed if there are, there's weather, um, inclement weather, and Mount Whitney is a big piece of granite. If lightning strikes anywhere on the mountain, you could be electrocuted. So it's very dangerous if there is weather. Uh, we. After three, three days of, of rain and lightning and hail, we decided on our summit day just to continue on back to the car. It was another seven miles from there to get to the car, and we didn't want to do that in the rain again. A Forest Service ranger also told us that that day was going to be the worst of the weather that week. And, you know, we we made the tough decision. It was a short-term goal that we really wanted to achieve the summit on that trip, but our long-term goal that has been six years in the making was being able to summit Whitney and enjoy the backcountry so we we really didn't want to sacrifice the the long-term goal by doing something stupid getting hurt or not being able to to experience the beauty of the mountain again so sometimes you just got to make those tough decisions in life and not let the uh the immediate goal the immediate want to to outweigh the long-term need absolutely
0: yeah I mean that brings up the story you were telling me about the people that you saw on the way back to the car coming <laughs> the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, These guys, holy crap. We
2: we passed a few people on the way down that were on their way up. Uh, we kind of felt like, you know, in the spirit of the, the podcast, we benched ourselves. We decided it's not the right time. Benched ourselves, we decided to hike back down. On the way down, we came across these people that were you know decided to take themselves off the bench go for the summit and they were wearing jeans and t-shirts they had maybe one small bottle of water for a 22 mile hike uh nobody had rain gear they weren't expecting inclement weather but they were going for it they were going in guns blazing and they weren't going to be held back
0: (laughs) oh my god 22 miles in jeans and a t-shirt no thanks
2: yeah, so just like you guys, you know, we felt like we should have been started ahead of them. We were well prepared. We'd been training for, for weeks, and these guys probably just rolled off their couch uh, last Friday and decided, hey, let's do this. Wow.
0: That's incredible. I feel... I guess this is as good a time as any. To what? Let's shout out to our
1: sponsors.
0: We're right. sponsors.
1: Well, I, I, I don't think we had any sponsors on this podcast. Come on. It's our second week. Moke boy. Mokeboy, sure. Mokeboy.com, home to all our apparel needs, shirts, jackets, hats, stickers. Did you say pokeboy.com? I said mokeboy.com. Mok, mok, oh, sorry. M O K E B O Y.com.
0: Nice. Mokeboy.com is the home of some very exquisite apparel. I've tried it myself. And it is like shea butter being spread all over your body in every place that you didn't think you had when you're wearing that clothing. It's mm, it quite amazing.
1: I, I attribute it to more like a morning dew when it first hits the leaf in the morning.
0: Ah, uh, the morning dew. I know that so well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're interested, Milk this boy. company Com. does great things, they have great uh, morals.
1: Mokeboy.com.
0: Big Heart. Mokeboy.com. They actually just ran a campaign Mokeboy.com. where they <laughs> would uh, give a t shirt to a kid in need for every t shirt that was bought on their website. We got plenty of those in the world. Kids in need or t shirts? Both. Let's pair them together. Let's pair them together. We gave a kid in need a t shirt for everyone that was purchased and. I don't know if you guys are uh, aware of this, but there's a lot of kids in schools nearby, near and far, that are wearing the same exact outfit to school every single day and they're starting to smell. So, it's really important that we, you know, hook them up with a t-shirt
1: here and there. So, you buy, we give. We provide. mcup.com. So go to mcup.com right now and type in all caps bench buddies at checkout. And you got 20% off your whole order. Thanks, Dang. Moke Boy.
0: Dang. Thanks, Moke Boy. Hell yeah. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. I feel like I, feel like I should tell the story about how we met, though. Okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to tell it? Yeah, in Alaska? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, we are in Alaska. And we didn't know each other at this time, but we were hiking a glacier in Alaska. And uh, I was... I was ahead of Scott uh, by just a little bit, and I slipped, and I was hanging off this glacier.
2: You had the ice axe, right?
0: Yeah, I was barely holding on to this thing, and I was I was hollering for help, because that was my only option. And guess who comes to my rescue?
2: I was there. That day, I, I don't know, God put me in that spot.
0: Big Scotty A, coming in hot. He came in like Paul Bunyan, slammed that axe into the ground, reached out, pulled me up with his... His
1: severe strength.
0: Let me just stop you right there. No, None of that is true. Uh... That sounds like one of those
1: five D rides at Sea World.
0: Yeah, we're we yeah uh, we were like animatronics, just working it at at uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. None of that is
2: true. Actually, Greg, you and I worked together at a company here in San Marcos, and when you started there, we got to talking pretty quick about doing some backpacking trips that's Didn't. right
0: yeah you'd been you'd been with the company for well, almost 13 years at that point is it how long have you been there
2: i've been there seven years
0: seven years okay yeah I'm well like, you know I'm getting old it it seems like an eternity so i've been there for like probably a month at this point and i'm just trying to make friends and looking around and i walk into this guy's office and holy crap he has got some photography on the wall beautiful scenery amazing nighttime daytime photos on the wall so i was like hey man where'd you get these photos and he turns out he's a fantastic well-gifted photographer as well and he's taken these photos on a lot of the trips that he's been on and he was telling me about some of these trips and i was like man i i gotta get on one of these trips with you how do i how do i get on one of these trips with you you seem like the guy that's gonna take me to that next level of backpacker and he was wide open to it weren't you well, at first I was kind of thinking, who's this crazy guy that just started here, this
2: NFG, FNG.
0: For those of you that don't know what that is, that is the effing new guy.
2: And I was like, well, he seems really excited. He's interesting, uh, definitely passionate about backpacking, and he's got big ideas. And, you know, I was really busy at work, and I'm like, all right, sure, we'll, we'll plan this later. But he's like, kept coming back, kept coming back. Hey, let's, let's plan this trip. Let's plan this trip. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we invited uh most of our department.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks came from our company including yeah. our uh including our president. He he came out. Yeah, it was a successful trip. On a whim,
2: we brought out uh 10 15 people including some kids and it was a good family excursion, uh both work and family and you know, it really kind of kickstarted our friendship.
0: Yeah, and I, I can't look back now. We've got a lot of miles uh, behind us, and Clay, I hope, is going to join us on one of these. What do you I, think, bud? I think eventually. I don't know if those
1: kind of trips can uh, handle the wild card. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that
2: two-miler with the baked
1: potato. Yeah. Actually, I the, the baked potato I would devour, and uh, then I'd be too full to be moving the next one. Yeah, you wrap
2: that in, a, in some foil, throw it on the campfire. A little bit thing. of butter, yeah, salt. Yeah, and some bacon.
0: I think we need to do a podcast on a trail. I think we need to pack some beers, Trailcast. That's right, Trailcast. We need to pack some beers up in our packs, do an overnight with the crickets chirping, the frogs ribbiting, whatever they do, us just having a good time drinking a few beers out in the wilderness.
1: What do you guys think? Speaking of beers, what's on tap for today?
0: Well, I am drinking a Thorn Street uh the essential i p a series and i mean i like it so far it 's got a nice citrusy uh flavoring it's a it's a good not too hoppy i p a and it really goes a, a long way in what i'm and what i'm looking for in
1: flavor yeah i got a i got a ballast point california kolsch with a k it 's a german style pale ale it 's got that cool little dingle hopper at the top there
0: dingle hopper it's the name of my new band
2: and i've got the thorn brewing company relay ipa uh very bitter malty but we like that stuff around here in san diego uh some citra hops some grapefruit and pine notes very delicious highly recommend
1: sounds like the ingredients you need for a good fuel for the trail
2: yeah absolutely
0: it's a good kick your feet up at the end of the day enjoy a beer Maybe some whiskey. Oh, Tell just, some stories, play some cards, whatever you can you just do can to just, just keep dialing in with the sprinkles and frosting, you know what I mean? <laughs> pro At tip, the end of a good day.
2: Pro tip, if you bring beer with you, put it in a little bag, stick it in the creek or the river, it'll get cool while you're enjoying the uh, the other amenities of your campsite. Nice.
1: Hey, you know, for someone like me, and a rookie, have you a uh, FNG, FNG, BBD, what would you recommend for someone new like me?
2: Well, Greg talked about building up all this gear and uh, going out and renting stuff or going to REI. You really don't need much to get started. Um, I would recommend if you want to get out there and have an adventure, get in your car, load up all your, your, your gear that you do have, like a cooler... Or some plates and some kitchen items, and just get out there. Enjoy a night or two. Slowly work your way up to going on one short overnight hike. You know, if you even have just a book bag or a sleeping bag, that's going to be be good enough for you. Don't do anything too intense. Something short. Slowly build up your gear, and you'll you'll find uh, that you'll find the right things that you need.
0: I think the biggest downfall is when people get excited about doing it and they go and they spend all this money because you can easily go to REI and you can spend well over a thousand dollars on your gear and you think you're all prepared and you get out there and you hate it and you forgot the lighter you forgot the lighter you're not prepared whatever but make sure you actually enjoy it before you make this huge investment and all this gear that you know you may or may not need to go out on the trail you may get into a position where you're actually going out you buy all this gear and you're weighing down your pack with a bunch of stuff that you don't need and you try to do an overnight trip and you're like this is awful i had all this weight on my back and maybe you had too much weight on your back i mean have you ever experienced something like that scott yeah as i said earlier i had the the potato and the that's right that's right that's right
2: it was like like five gallons of beef stew it felt like i mean the thing was heavy It was probably 80 pounds the good rule of thumb I've heard is only carry about twenty percent of your body weight on your back. Okay. So keep it light, but don't be afraid to uh, to take something that's a little bit heavier if you don't have the money to spend.
0: That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, and you've actually done some hikes with a meetup group. Yeah. So one of the ways
2: that I got started, and you know, this is a really great tip if you, for really, any hobby that you have in mind. Uh, meetup.com dot com is a great resource. Uh, a bunch of like-minded people that just want to have a good time, that are out there with the same interest in mind. Uh, I met up with a group in LA, and I went with my brother, uh, who also lives in LA, and you know he drugged me out there. But really, going with a friend or a family relative, somebody that helped me feel comfortable with a bunch of people I didn't know, and I've been on maybe ten, fifteen trips with this group now. I consider a lot of them close friends. Uh, it's a great way to meet people, a great way to learn. They share so many things about the gear they use. I wouldn't be where I am without that.
0: Now, before we bench you again, uh, what is your fondest memory of being on the trail? Hmm.
2: That's a that's a tough question.
0: I, I figured it would be. That's why I threw it at fondest you because I really wanted to challenge you
2: fondest memory um well i mean i i'll just go with something recent on the mount whitney trip we didn't summit but on our way down we ran into somebody from japan her name's saya she came over from japan just to hike the john muir trail which runs from yosemite national park 220 miles south to mount whitney and ends there. And she was here by herself, had never left Japan before. Uh, She had maybe 60 pounds on her back. This is a heavy backpack, but she did about 20 miles a day. She was going twice as fast as we were. And at the end of the trail, we met up with her and we started talking. She had just finished the trail and she was so emotional, so excited. We knew she didn't have anybody To uh to get a ride back to town or to enjoy a a celebratory meal or beer with, so we invited her to join us and, you know, she told us some of her stories. We told her some of ours. That may have been one of the best experiences that I've had so far on the trail, just because, you know, while we weren't expecting to meet up with somebody at the end of the trail, we were hoping we would have summited. But had we summited, we never would have met Saya.
0: That's actually a really awesome story. You meet some really cool people on the trail.
1: Fantastic. Wow. I met my uh, girlfriend on the trail. What uh, trail? What
2: trail is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just lying.
1: You know me. Uh, I met my girlfriend at work.
0: So the, the, the work trail, trail.
2: The trail of life.
0: Yeah, trail life. Uh, the trail of life. The breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Um, so I think that... <laughs> wow. In all reality, you never really know who you're going to meet in life and when you're going to meet them. And I think that really ties it back in well to the Bench Buddies story. Clay, I don't know that we would be as good of friends today as we are now if we weren't sitting on the bench and sharing stories
1: and getting to know each other better. What do you think? It just ties in all the people that we've met down the road and we've even had our times where we go our separate ways and then we come back and we still reflect on all the core serious times we had together and we bring in you know guys like scott and and our other friends that we meet along the way and we tell them and they all have similar stories like this where they can reflect in the same way that we do and i think that's how we all grow stronger yeah and this kind of
0: actually this whole thing brings me back to a quote one of my favorite quotes uh wayne gretzky said you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And I think leaving this podcast today, go out there and whatever your passion is, maybe it's not hiking, maybe it's figure skating, or maybe it's doing something indoors, whatever your passion is, go for it. And try to get better at it and try to explore it and make it something that you just love to do and that you can excel at. I think that that's a great way to end it. And I'm excited about what we have coming next week. So if you guys have a story, maybe it's a hike, maybe it's uh, something that you started out doing and you totally bombed, just face on the ground, scorpion style bomb, send it into to us at benchbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Okay. That being said, Salud. Great. Kalei. Thanks for having me. Scott, thanks for coming.
2: Yeah.
0: Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bench Buddies podcast.